fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Those who act accordingly have a good understanding. I always thought that meant that if you were afraid of God, then you would do what God tells you, and that that would be the beginning of wisdom. By obeying God, you would eventually learn that God is good, and you'd learn over time not so much to fear God, but to love God. The problem with that is is that God's first commandment is not, Fear me, followed closely by, Love me somewhat. God's first commandment is, Love me, and fear me ain't even a part of it. So the psalmist is not saying, Think of God as you would the boogeyman, for that is the beginning of wisdom. In Hebrew, the word is more like awe and respect. So thinking of God with love and awe and respect is the beginning of wisdom, and those who act accordingly have a good understanding. The first nine verses of the psalm give examples of this kind of fear of the Lord. If we take the fear to mean, you know, abject terror of God, then that tenth verse makes absolutely no sense with the rest of the psalm. It starts, Alleluia, I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart in the assembly of the upright in the congregation. Great are the deeds of the Lord. They are studied by all who delight in them. These first two verses show love and awe and respect in the praise that they offer God. In reading these verses, you catch a glimpse of the heart of the psalmist, a heart that is so full of the love of God that it had to be expressed in song. I would think such a heart would be wise, for such a heart would know full well the joy and richness of God's love and the joyful life that comes from following God's way of life. We did not hear terror or fear as this, uh, in this psalm, in these words of the psalmist. We heard love and respect and awe. Now interestingly, acting out of fear can sometimes bring about the same result as acting out of love, but in different ways. Look at Paul's letter to the Corinthians. First, taking a look with God as boogeyman, I'm terrified of God... Therefore, I won't eat food sacrificed to idols because if I do, God's going to sneak out of my closet at night and kill me. So we end up not eating food sacrificed to idols. And we also end up living in abject terror of God, eventually more than likely leading to anger and hate and rejection and resentment of God. Not something I would recommend. So, let's look at Paul's letter, treating God with love and respect and awe as the beginning of wisdom, saying, I know that idols are fake and don't exist, and so this food sacrificed to them is just fine for me to eat. It's just food. So I can eat this food. But, God taught me to love my neighbor. My neighbor doesn't know that idols are fake, and so for my neighbor's sake, I won't eat the food sacrificed to idols. Now we end up with the same action, not eating food sacrificed to idols, but one is brought forth by fear, eventually leading to anger and hate and resentment. The other action brought forth by the wisdom of acting according to God's command, out of love, which leads to love and peace and joy. The love and awe and respect of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Those who act accordingly have a good understanding. The disciples found this to be true when they met Jesus and when they saw the miracles he performed. They were all amazed and they kept asking one another, What is this? A new teaching with authority. 
believing in Jesus perhaps because of witnessing his miracles and the power that he had was for the disciples the beginning of wisdom followed by believing in his teachings his way of life and following him acting accordingly and having good understanding not everyone who saw believed some didn't see Jesus being godlike in his power and authority and teaching and so they did not believe in Jesus some on the other hand needed far less convincing than seeing a miracle Nathaniel last week just needed to hear that Jesus knew he had been under a fig tree during part of the morning and so that was enough for him although it did take more than his friends simply saying we have found the Lord we don't get to see in our own lives Jesus casting out demons we don't get to hear him personally hear him teach or watch him heal folks or multiply food or calm a storm with a word we don't have that first hand experience rather we have the stories of those who did we hear about and read about Jesus' acts and what we find in these stories is also the effect that these stories and Jesus' actions had on those around him similar to looking into the psalmist's heart as we read the words of the psalms. When we read Mark's gospel, we see the hearts of those who had love and respect and awe for Jesus. We see the hearts of those for whom Jesus' divine nature was revealed in the power and love of his miracles and teaching. In hearing and reading the gospel stories, we see the hearts of people who found the love and awe and respect of Jesus to be the beginning of wisdom. Well, if only we could have been there, right? If only we knew. If only we had the first-hand experience of the disciples in the ways Jesus was revealed to them. If only I could see Jesus cast out a demon. Then I would have no doubt, Right? then I'd know. Except that as Paul pointed out in his letter to the Corinthians, knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. We can't know the truth about God in any scientifically provable way. We can't know if Jesus really is God. Even if we saw Jesus casting out demons, we wouldn't know. We would choose to believe or not based on how we interpreted reality. Again, remember that some who saw Jesus casting out demons thought he did so with evil. And so we can't know in a scientifically provable way the truth of Jesus. Those who saw Jesus cast out demons didn't know either. They saw and they believed. So what does it take for us to believe? Some of us have had our own experiences of God ways in which God has revealed himself to us or at least experiences that we interpreted as such and so we believe for some belief simply makes sense of our lives on the other hand some of us don't have our own experiences of God of God revealing himself to us or at least we haven't recognized him as such some of us have only the stories and the witnesses of those who have gone before us Sometimes these stories come in the form of scripture. Sometimes these stories come in the form of the words of our family and friends. We have the belief of those before us to guide us into believing. We have the belief of those who have found the love and awe and respect of the Lord to be the beginning of wisdom. 
and then we can let their belief guide us until we have found truth there as well. Belief has come to make sense for some of us over time. For some, it happened automatically. For some, we're still struggling. Some of us are still hoping for an epiphany to give us enough certainty to feel okay about believing. To those, I would say, keep wrestling. Keep struggling. If you wait until you know in order to believe, then you likely never will. So keep acting as though you do believe. Worship and pray and study scripture. Listen to the stories of your family and friends. And see if over time, the love and awe and respect of God might prove to be the beginning of wisdom for you as well. In the season of epiphany and the continual revealing of Jesus as God, remember that none of us know. Even those with their own epiphanies don't know. We believe. And whether we believe because of our own epiphanies or because of those who have gone before us, the key is that we believe. We believe in God and we allow that belief to become real enough to change our lives. We believe because we've heard the story of God's love for us in becoming human, of God's forgiveness and redemption of the world in dying, and God's life and love which He invites us to share in His resurrection. We hear that story and we find it beautiful. And so we believe. We hear that story and find it to be more compelling than any story we've ever heard before. And so we believe. We believe because we, like the psalmist, have found the love and awe and respect of God to be the beginning of wisdom. Amen.